Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Celia. And together, along with the rest of France, we are indefinitely indoors. This is a diary-style recording of our lives in isolation, covering the highs, the lows, and questioning all of the unknowns. This is two girls, one virus, and a government-imposed lockdown. Thanks for listening. Oh, and if you haven't done so already, please go and wash your hands. Are we happy with that? Do you think that's good? Yeah. Cool. Before we get started, just a little bit about ourselves. I'm Celia, speaking from the confines of a two-bedroom apartment in Paris. I'm spending 15 days indoors in a 65-metre-squared space with my large rugby player husband, my small yet busy one-year-old son, and my rambunctious but lovable French bulldog. And I'm Maddie, and I'm coming to you from Bordeaux, where the wine is red and the weather is getting warm. I'm in the south of France here with my husband and my small child, Aubrey, who's almost two. And we're having a lot of fun inside, but we're also not. And I'm here to support Celia while she supports me through this long, long 15 days. Evening. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you going? Yeah, good. Just the usual, you know, nothing much changes. But it still managed to feel like a Sunday and like this evening still feels like a Sunday evening. I know. And the Sunday blues are still hanging around. (laughs) So did you have some clapping tonight? Yeah. They're so good. They're really into it and it's just really nice. Um, Made Scott get up. It's just a nice thing to do at the end of each day. It is. And also I feel like it's a bit of a reminder as to why we're doing this too. Doing our bit to support those amazing people working in hospitals across France. Yeah. Because it's like they're like this is the really really tough part too now. Like hopefully cases start going d- down sometime soon, but I'm sure right now they're just in the absolute thick of it. Okay, just a PSA. I'm sorry for my booming voice. I don't know what's happening. I'm trying my hardest. I'm sitting far away from my phone, and hopefully the audio is a little bit more equal tonight. So this is a recording on Sunday, March 22nd. It is otherwise known as Day 6 Indoors. Maddie, please tell me all about your day. Uh, So today was much the same as yesterday. (laughs) I did have a really nice sleep in this morning, though. I seem to be sleeping really well at the moment, so that was good. Um, but I did some podcast editing, which I'm really enjoying because um, I'm starting to get an idea of the app and um, just takes me back to my uni days when I was studying journalism and, and doing all these things for assignments. So it's been really fun and I'm really liking it. And it's a really, um, it's part of my day that I've been looking forward to. It's I do it in my me time during Aubrey's nap. 
So I did that. Um, I was having a really good day and then um, we were personally victimised by a meme. So (laughs) I've written down what the meme says. It said, I know this time of self-isolation is hard and scary for people, but however bad you're feeling, please don't consider starting your own podcast. Straight men under 35 are particularly vulnerable to this and we all need to be vigilant of the dangers. I didn't know. You go. No, you go. Do you have a rebuttal for this? I don't have a rebuttal for this. Okay, look, I felt like that person's probably not in isolation or in lockdown at the moment. Otherwise, they would understand um, my mum really likes to listen to the podcast, so I'm going to keep making it, okay? And the other thing that was really sad about that is memes have been getting me through. So to be, to feel the backlash, it, it was a low point today. Um, I might add to that you need, one needs to keep productive and I'm finding this a really good creative outlet my parents actually called me today and suggested I could start making some photo books with all the spare time I have. They've been thinking of things I could do. So, look, I think this is actually something really productive and I'm proud of us. We'll keep pushing forward and we'll hope that the memes don't shine their mean light down upon us again. I don't want to see that again. I'm sorry for taking you in it, but it, it's funny, right? It is funny, yes. And... We like doing our podcast and people don't have to listen to it. I know my mum and my dad really like listening to it. Well, your mum and dad, but aside from that, no one else is listening. So Exactly. We've got 60% listeners in Australia. That's my mum and my dad and 40% here, which is you and me. Um, I asked Hugh today what he was listening to and he said, indefinitely indoors. He wasn't, he lied, but boy, did it feel good. (laughs) You had the rush. <laughs> so how was your day? Um, today I actually got out of the house. I think I moaned yesterday and the day before about the fact that I hadn't actually been out of the house. So I went for a walk today with my form. Um, it's been really cold here, which hasn't helped the situation. It's been quite cold, but... Raph's been in a really good mood. He's really funny and that's getting us through. But I just, I think today was just a really Sunday, Sunday, which just blurred into yesterday. And it did make me think though, that it was just, I did think to myself though, it's just crazy that not one single person dined in a restaurant in Paris over the weekend. Mm. The last time that would have happened, Paris, that's just Living here, you totally understand that. The kitchens are tiny because people love eating out. They love for the dining experience, but more so the social thing. So, oh, that just made me, it was just a weird feeling to think, wow, all those empty tables this weekend. I think it's probably the um, Spanish flu pandemic in 1920 would have been the last time, 100 years ago. It's so weird that these two things coincide. I'm looking forward to Monday. It's the start of a new week, exactly the same as last week. But I don't know. I, I think something good could be around the corner. 
trying to keep focused on I that. I think because we've got through a week and we're into a new week. So if we did it, we survived week yeah. one. You're right. And the time that we're supposed to be in lockdown at this stage is getting shorter. So yeah. it's always a good thing. Our wins and our worries. Have you had any victories today and what's been on your mind? I had a big victory today. We realised we went out for a walk. Scott convinced me to flout the rules and go for a walk as a family. Um, And then we realised that our local fromagerie is still open. And um, that was just like the greatest moment ever because it's – she has the best gorgonzola cheese I've had in the whole entire world. So we stocked up on cheese. Cheese fills the heart, the soul, and the stomach. It sure I does. will just say that. And a life without cheese is not a life I want to live, so I'm thrilled for you. I did have to wait because she was only letting one person in at a time, so I had to wait. Um, in line and then I was talking to a French man who'd never bought cheese in a fromagerie in his life and he looked like he was in his late 40s so I didn't know if he was really French or not. Did he mean he only bought it at a supermarket or he's like this is my first time in a store like this I never buy cheese from a store like this. I don't trust him and I don't know who he is and what he's doing in France but he's an imposter Absolutely. I know. I was like, buddy, you've got to get the Comte, the 24-month-old one, though. Don't go for the 12-month. I was like, why am I lecturing a French man on cheese? Good for you. That's also another win then. Yeah. You've earned just cheese stripes. Yeah, and it was nice to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but in terms of worries, uh, all the stuff closing down in Australia, that's – um that's a bit concerning just seeing friends and family who are being affected by um restrictions on businesses that can operate and just the flow-on effects of that the stress the worry the unknown and uncertainty that we've been feeling for this amount of times now starting to happen there so that was a worry for me um I just hate seeing my friends and my family having to go through this stuff, particularly ones that own their own businesses. It's just really, really tough and and just really a bad time to own your own business. And so many of my friends have spent such a long time and put so much effort into building up these great businesses and now they can't operate for they don't know how long. Of those people, we've been so lucky that we've had – such government support really here in France and that we don't have to worry in that way. Exactly. Macron straight away was like, you won't lose a cent. And that for people here that I know that own their own businesses, that's the one thing that's kind of made them feel slightly better. He's such a dreamboat too. I love our Macron. I love him so much. Like he's just such a great leader. He's He goes after older women, which I just think is so fabulous. His wife, she just seems like such a just a chic French woman. And and then we've got Scott Morrison, but that's a whole other podcast, I think. 
At least you got Jacinda. I've got Jacinda and that makes me very, very happy and proud. Did you like the meme I sent you today? Yeah. And you, I, I got sent that by about three other people because everyone was like, this is absolutely correct. Scotty's just trying to copy everything Cindy does. So he should. Yeah. She's a smart gal. I had a win today too. I got really productive. Hugh took Raph just to go. We completely ran out of food and Hugh had to do this mad dash to find some food. And I decided to spring clean our apartment because it's officially spring and I just cleaned everything. I also think, you know, in the current climate, it's probably a good idea to be cleaning. And it just made me feel great as well. I think if you're looking for something to do, while you're quarantined a clean put some music on you need to be home alone though definitely and then yeah I just vacuumed I spray and wiped and I just really gave the place a good go over and I felt great well I'm definitely keen on detoling my house so maybe I'll try that tomorrow yeah and then my and then in terms of worries it's just I think everyone's experiencing this but I in bed was lying in bed last night and I heard Raph start coughing he's in the room next to us and I just sort of like jolted out of sleep and started panicking I just think we're so primed to symptom check at the moment I know we've discussed this already and then also today Hugh was in the room listening to or watching a movie with his headphones on and I was in the lounge and I could just hear him coughing a lot today um, so I just think I'm probably more on edge than I thought I was about, about being ill or getting ill or how everyone's feeling. So that's been my worry today is Hugh and Raph, the coughs, how they're feeling. Every time Scott coughs, I ask him why he's coughing. <laughs> and, and I go, that sounds like a very dry cough. How is your, are you feeling hot? Do you have a temperature? Do your legs feel heavy? Yeah. Do you feel jet lag? Um, okay. Any temperatures in the house today? I had a, I had a random temperature check just before I came and do this podcast, actually. Hugh said he didn't want me going to work unless I was fully fit and healthy. And I got the green light. Okay. We've got one of the thermometers that you that they use in the doctor's office as well that you can test the inner ear. Oh, yes, yes. You guys are like an international airport. We are. We are. Very high standards. Wasn't it fascination? I can't even say it. Okay. Fascination update. Uh, Quarantine chic. Ice of fashion. Fashion. At home. looks (laughs) (laughs) looks <laughs> nothing oh i'm okay so we talked last night about um our quarantine fashion how tragic it was i just laughed so much today though because i went for a walk and then i got home and put wrapped to bed went and had a really nice shower you know a shower when you just feel so good after it um, brushed my hair nicely, put some moisturizer on. That was the extent of the extent of the skincare. Then I put on some nicer leggings, so more of a cotton legging, um, and some socks, a zip-up hoodie, and a long sleeve grey top from Everlane. But 
it's done nice looking clothes, all sort of neutral tones with black leggings, brushed hair. And I kind of was feeling myself, which again, bad. That is bad that I was feeling myself the way that I was looking. And I walked out into the lounge and Hugh said to me, are you going for another run? <laughs> hey, you don't have to explain yourself to him. But you know what? I thought I really walked out there with a little pep in my step thinking he was about to say, well, you look so fresh and nice. Instead, I looked like, no, the same upside down girl that storms out of the house for her walk. Yeah, an isolation fashion walk. I know. Anyway, so I'm not going to even bother anymore. Um. No, I I saw a meme today about have someone else who has their nighttime pajamas and their daytime pajamas, um, and that made me feel slightly better about myself. So I just moved from pajama A to pajama B. Don't you think it's going to be quite shocking when this is over and we got re reemerge into society? Not sure I can like knowing what go outside anymore. No, and we've also transitioned to a new season too, but we don't really know what we should be wearing right now. Parisians always have this way of just emerging. So like the first hot day of the year, they just emerge looking so put together and chic. They'll have like their hairs gorged. They'll have a little dress on and the perfect shoes and a rolled up sleeve jacket and they'll just... I don't know how they do it. It's like they've got these outfits hanging up and they just know exactly when to whip them out. But I just think this year is going to be tough. It's going to be tough when we emerge from our chrysalis quarantine. Everyone will emerge with a tan. Do you think, though? What about the people in the apartment? They're surely getting sun somehow. They'll just be sitting in front of the windows. I did see a good meme. My friend sent me one and she said, finally, I know how I can tan. And it was a naked woman and she just was planking her whole nude body outside the railings of the apartment. (laughs) Actually, people were so bored today in Bordeaux that they were cleaning their windows. I saw four different people cleaning their windows. Things are getting dire. Oh, I, I have to ask you, did you get on the what bike? what bike update sadly she did not spin today (laughs) I'm intimidated by it but this morning I woke up and Hugh we had breakfast and then Hugh climbed aboard and it was this loud whirring noise filling up our apartment but um no look I've not gotten on the saddle yet climbed aboard I'll report back though because tomorrow is my day okay good tomorrow where I saddle up and I give that what bike a go. I want at least 10 minutes on the what bike tomorrow. Okay, I'll send you a what bike selfie as well. Thank you. No, news, fake, inflated, or otherwise. What have you, you go. Um, okay, so today, big one for me. Um, there's a couple of countries that are stopping people even transiting through their airports, so Thailand and Singapore big concerns for people who live in Europe and whose homes are in the Southern Hemisphere. So that's the way we usually go or we go by the UAE. Um, Mm. But, yeah, they're stopping people even transiting through their airports. And then tonight I saw Emirates is going to be 
they're stopping all their commercial flights in three days' time. So that's quite concerning. Um, and it just makes me feel like, should I be trying to go home? But I can't even go home. I'm just stuck here. And, yeah, so I saw that Emirates, Emirates is completely cancelling all of its flights to New Zealand. So I imagine Australia too. Yeah. Um, and that's how we get home as well. I also just think it's like a final nail in the coffin. Oh, I need a bit of phrase. I also <laughs> think it's like a kick in the teeth. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels, I, I don't, I know I'm not going to be flying home anytime soon and that we were always going to stay and stick it out here because this is home for us. But I think or maybe it's just our generation, but just knowing that you can't do something, that's something there's no way around it it's just actually really hard to take and the thought of not knowing when you're next going to see your family no planned trips um yeah it's not a great feeling I just imagine myself now on a boat like I'm living the Titanic or something and that's how we're going to end up having to get home surely it's not going to be that bad but that's how it feels I also feel that maybe, fingers crossed, New Zealand and Australia, because I've had the gift of a bit of time, um, that they don't have as many cases. But then I think for us, we've been living in the, the hot zone, really. And I think we're just going to be blacklisted for the rest of our lives. We're going to have to probably tick a box to say, yes, I was living in Europe when there was the COVID-19 outbreak. Like the mad cow disease. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be harassed every time we travel. I just don't think international travel will be the same for a really long time, though. But do you know, in New Zealand, if you, had the, if you lived in the UK during the mad cow disease, you can't donate blood. I don't know if you can get a tattoo either. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the same in Australia as well. And I remember when um, I had Aubrey and we went to donate the cord blood from the umbilical cord, we weren't Mm -hmm. able to because Scott had been to countries that had Zika um, prior to like in the the last 12 months or whatever. So maybe we will. I, I just... Hopefully, if there's a, a vaccination, maybe they'll be a little bit more cool with us. I saw in the news too the cases in the US. It's skyrocketing there, and um, another day of a huge number of deaths in Italy. Uh, and I think that Spain has extended their lockdown. France has put in now uh, curfews to Nice, to Perpignan, and to other areas now. So you're not allowed to be outside the house after 6 p.m. And I think um, a lot of people don't understand that aren't on lockdown, don't understand how serious it is. And I think Macron totally made the right call, but even the beaches here are closed. So there was footage tonight of water police picking up a swimmer who was having an ocean swim and pulling him out and taking him back into shore and he would be fined, definitely, in a little trouble. Yeah, and 
like I feel like the lockdown word gets thrown around quite a bit in media, um, definitely in Australia. And what Scott Morrison said today is they haven't even contemplated this level of lockdown that we're in here in Europe and that Spain's in and Italy and um and I think even maybe friends and family probably don't understand until I tell them you need a note when you go outside and you get checked by police if you're on the street for a reason that you shouldn't be um they don't really get the point that we're at here and just how yeah how serious it is and it's it's like it is unbelievable it's I until I go outside I forget it's all that side of it's all happening I also saw um I was watching tonight Boris Johnson's address and he was weighing up whether to close public parks like they have done here in France or to leave them open because it's that trade-off for people's mental health and he's decided to keep the parks open because he really does see the value in that for people actually living through this. So I think that's quite interesting. I do really worry about how everyone's getting on mentally, especially those living alone. And um, I know I had a freak out when I knew the areas that I go and exercise in were all closed. So I can understand why he made that call, why he made that call, sorry. But yeah, it's interesting really that um, each country is taking just a slightly different approach to the situation and maybe it's easier for some places that don't have as many borders or the cases aren't as high yet. But yeah, I am glad with as much as the lockdown's difficult, I, I think it had to be the way that it is. Yeah, I've definitely come to terms with it and I I feel safer inside as well. But, the, I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this in all seriousness um, is because it's really, it does play on your mind and your anxiety levels and all sorts of things, especially being from Australia and New Zealand and being essentially stuck here at the moment Um so we do this because it's an outlet for us and it's it it's getting everything off our chest so that we're not kind of carrying that through the day and it's really helping it's definitely really helping me um and I just I I saw a news article the other day that the French people are really starting to have troubles with being inside and I'm sure that's why there's not been an announcement yet that it's going to be extended which I'm just waiting for but looking after our mental health in this situation is so important. What, I mean, it's obviously your physical health. That's why we're inside. But mentally, it's just a surreal world. It's just so hard to, even if you're living it, it's just, you, I still can't believe it. I think too, um, I don't know if this is going to seem really gendered, but I think in general, maybe, well, I find this that males and females in different personality types process stress and anxiety in different ways. And I know that you and I are probably talkers and a lot of my friends are as well, where we read the news or and something happens and we want to just speak and speak and talk through it and process and get our friends' ideas and perceptions about it. But Hugh, he doesn't need to talk and talk things through and 
he doesn't even need to watch the news all the time or he is just probably a bit more self-sufficient in terms of managing things so I think this has been great for me too because he is the only other person I have to talk to and I don't want to be parroting on all the time to him but it's yeah it's really nice to have this out there for me I wish that I could be like that and just not read the news and not worry and not care. But I say this all the time of Scott. I'm like, just, it would be so freeing to be you and not have these worries. A lot of, a lot of them being men in this world, though. I think of questions all the time, right? Just, I think you've got no idea. Just being safe walking down the street, especially because they're big guys. They always just feel physically safe too. (laughs) Yep, and it's just, it's all, it's everything. This We're segueing into, is it a headache or is it my husband? But oh, surprise. <laughs> um, it's, it's Aubrey's health. It's all these things. And I admire him for it, but I need to be prepared. And to be prepared, I feel like I need to know um, all the things I need to know. And so that's why every night I'm checking the numbers and I'm like, oh, Italy's plateauing and all these things. I'm, it's, I, I know I'm insane, but I'd rather be, I'd rather know what's going on. And then, like I said, something to Scott tonight about it, a, a man in Rome who's 34, who apparently didn't have any underlying health conditions, who passed away today from COVID-19. And Scott's like, I don't need to know that. Why are you telling me these things? Because I tell you because it makes it more real to you. So you'll stop asking me if we can have people over for drinks. And newsflash, I tell you because I have absolutely no one else to tell. It is just you and me, baby, every day for 15 days. Gosh, Lord, help us. Um. And just an update to our listeners as well. I spoke to Hugh about coming on to do a segment and he thinks it would be better if he and Scott recorded a full show, a full uh, episode, taking over our spots and um, doing the segments that we have. So I don't know where you stand. I think that could be quite good. Yeah. I'm prize for us maybe yeah I think that that would be so that I can because I was just hanging around out there on the couch um and talking to Scott and asking him what movie he was putting on and why he was looking at this and what he was doing he's like don't you have your podcast to do I was like excuse <laughs> me he's like this is my time now so yeah let's reverse the roles and I'll have some me time at night and watch a movie you and I are out here working. I should say, yeah, in here working night after night for absolutely no audience. But that doesn't matter. We're doing it, okay? We're doing it for the people. Stop making memes about us. Um, okay. Have you got anything about Orbi today? Um, Orbi, oh, he's just talking so much. And it's really cool. And I just wish that we someone else could hear him 
every time I go to record him, he gets really shy. He's like a shy guy. So I need to sneaky record him. I'll see if I can record something and then maybe upload it onto the podcast at some point if I can understand how to do that, if I can get fancy. But it's just so, so cool and it's just happening rapidly. And, I, yeah, I really wish that, like, my family were around and Scott's family were, were around to hear him. Have you heard of that app called House Party? No. Um, it's meant to be a really good, have really good functionality for doing a group chat, like a group video chat. I think I'm going to set that up with my family. So because I have a brother in Wellington and then my family's in Christchurch and we're here and other brothers in Christchurch as well, I'm going to set it up and you have multiple people on the screen at the same time hanging out. Um, so maybe that could be a good idea for you too with your family. Yes, I will. So it's called House Party. Okay. I'm going to come tomorrow and I'll come back to you. Because my brother's partner, she is a health professional. So she's working in hospitals at the moment um, and coming into contact with not a lot, but some patients who potentially have COVID-19. They, they don't find out which patients she sees. She doesn't find out whether... Um, they have the virus or not. So my brother is not going to see my parents for the time being, just in case. So my mum's feeling quite destitute about that because she's like, you're over there and he's not coming to see me. So I'll suggest house party. And we're thinking of you, Nanny Kay. Yeah, poor Nanny Kay. From the world of the quarantini weenies, Aubrey Raff and their little sidekick, Camembert. My update from Raff is that tonight I was watching Boris Johnson and I looked between him and Boris, that is, and Raff, and the similarities were striking. <laughs> they're and I have to, they're here. It's, it's identical. It's freaky and I'm going to take a photo I want to work out how to photoshop it but we've been calling them Boris because they are one and the same if only we had an Instagram where we could update all our (laughs) followers on these things well maybe we will maybe we will eventually watch your space I'd just like to say though I think that Raph is a lot cuter than Boris and he's got great hair he's worried he's very cute now and he's worried He's going to lose the cuteness and it's going to come crashing down around him. No, I don't think so. Not with those little blue possum eyes. Possum eyes. Maddie thinks I look like a possum. A cute possum. In New Zealand, they're pests and we shoot them. (laughs) So for me, um, it's kind of hurtful. Socials that are making us smile. There's a couple. Do you know you know Kamami and Gardenia, right? Yes, yeah. That are living in France, that he is also a rugby player, and they have just taken it upon themselves to become TikTok legends. And they are putting out the most hilarious videos every day, making me laugh. She it does make me think what it would be like if we didn't do you ever think about this if you didn't have Aubrey if you were just in quarantine just the two of you 
Yeah, I don't know what would be happening. So she put together a full schedule of the day, which includes working out, eating healthy, but also rehearsing for their dance that they perform every night, record, and then post on Instagram. They're brilliant. The dancers are brilliant. She is amazing. Kamami is hilarious. He's trying. He's really trying, and I, I, I just think that makes it even better knowing that he's all in. He's like, this is it for us. You can this see the sweat beads. His TikTok fame. <laughs> I've also there's also been a Facebook group set up for locked in rugby partners, which Maddie and I are in France, and I've really liked that group too because it's just. Lots of girls on there are sharing parenting advice and they're sharing some really funny homeschooling moments. I think you and I, you and I obviously aren't in that world of homeschooling, but it sounds absolutely diabolical. Yeah, I'm really glad we're not there. People with three children are having all these teachers emailing them, group chat, they've got one computer, how they're supposed to share it. Yeah, it's no good. No, in, in that sense, we are blessed. I can just put Aubrey on the floor with Lego. Exactly. And really, for me, I work from home and you work from home every day of our lives right now. That's, anyway. That's right. When we work hard. That's life with small children. You're constantly working from home. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually seen that um, there's a thing going around that says, and then nobody ever asked a, mom, a, a stay-at-home mum what she did all day long. My sister-in-law sent that to me. I loved it. Yeah, but I just feel I, I feel lucky with Scott. He's never been like that with me. And he's always come home and done everything as soon as he comes home from work. And I know he's the same as well. They just didn't enjoy it. Like you can tell. It's not a drag for them. No. So I I feel very blessed and I feel like Scott's definitely a stay-at-home dad at the moment and maybe I'm just like enjoying quarantine time and my podcasting. It's very, it is, it's really nice in that sense. And Scott just said that to me on the couch. He's like, we're doing okay. And I was like, I know we are. So no, um, no, is it a headache? Is it just my husband issues tonight then? I, I, I thought I'd best give it a rest in case he ever did decide to listen. And I can't add anything for fear that I will never get another cooked meal again. <laughs> so just in case there one day in the distant, distant future, there may be someone who listens to this who might not be familiar with either one of us. I just thought I'd explain how we know each other and and just a little bit more background. So obviously I am Celia, I'm in Paris, I'm from New Zealand, moved to Melbourne after I finished my uni degree. I'm Maddie, I'm living in Bordeaux, uh, I'm from Brisbane in Australia um, and moved to Melbourne uh, in 2010. 13 I think it was uh, where I met Celia and um, my background really is in communications is probably the best way to describe it I've had a bit of a 
random career doing a few different things, but um, I have a degree in journalism. So anything content creation, that's my jam. The elephant in the room is that, well, we don't want to give them too much credit, but we did meet each other through our husbands, Hugh and Scott, who play rugby, and they were playing rugby together in Melbourne. Hugh and I moved to France. Mads and Scott moved to Japan. And then I don't know how the stars aligned, but they did. The rugby gods looked down on us kindly, and Maddie and Scott ended up moving to France. So that is how we've all found ourselves here in the same country. We're a two-hour two hour fast train away, and it's been so nice being close together again. But we do live, we are very lucky to be living quite a privileged life in terms of being married to people that have good incomes and also opportunities to live all over the world. Yes, that's right, because I, I have this real complex that I don't, I know how lucky and privileged I am and I don't want people any listeners out there to think that I'm whining and that I'm totally out of touch with reality. Um, I'm very aware of how lucky we are. Um, but this, the thing with this COVID situation is it's thrown us into complete uncertainty or all the entire sporting world. Um, but, um, I, yes, I'm, I'm very aware of how lucky we've been. We've lived all over the world. We've lived in different cities in Australia. We've met so many amazing people. Um, Hugh and Celia, top of the list. Uh, and Okay, I'm now going to send this podcast onto all of your rugby friends. No, <laughs> no don't. Wait, cut, cut. And I worked in advertising in Melbourne. So I worked for a creative agency and then I worked for News Limited and I did um, account server. Wanting to use the label WAG because it's just a lame label, I guess essentially that's what we are and I can't really turn up my nose at many of the connotations because I have been able to live in Paris (laughs) and work and see the Eiffel Tower at my window. So I'm blessed, but... um, we Hugh's contract was coming to an end in June. We had absolutely no idea what the rest of 2020 was going to hold for us. We knew we'd have to leave France because there wouldn't be a contract with his current current club, sorry. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it feels so bizarre that essentially the whole world, like you said before, is just in the same uncertain, unknowing mood and it's a new sense of reality just to be have no idea what the heck is going on with 2020 2020 this was you know I was so optimistic at the beginning of the year I was like I this is a new decade I'm not going to worry anymore I'm putting my anxieties to bed I was leaving that in the last decade but you know it started off with Meg Megxit which that didn't make me unhappy that was just no, that was a lot thing. We didn't deal with that well. No, I, I didn't. Not say that, but you and I spiraled during that time. I'm, I'm still not, not dealing with it. Me neither. I actually have to avoid any any content about those two. 
this this entire me culture looking after number one, I just think they've perpetuated it. Anyway, we won't go there because literally we could start our own Megxit podcast. But we had Megxit, we had the bushfires in Australia, which were devastating and horrible to watch from here. It just was absolutely awful. And now, as we all know, where we're sitting currently, it just probably, I, I'm just not it's sure what's going on. It's been hit after hit. Migzit, bushfires, COVID-19. I'm through. I think I'm done. This is enough. Let us just deal with with this pandemic now for 2020. And that was day six in quarantine. Tune in tomorrow to see how we spend day seven indoors. Oh, and don't worry. We're not going anywhere.